man, I feel like it has been absolutely for flipping ever. I mean, real talk. I feel like it's been a day and, 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 and it's like this coronavirus pandemic day feels longer. They're all together. There's no separation, but I decided that I needed to come to you and we got to have a conversation because here's the deal. This is, this is the time. Like if there was ever a time in history, at least in the history of our lives, trust and believe when I say that this is the time for you to flip and get prepared. This is not the time for you to Netflix all flipping day and to lay on the couch and to dot, 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 dot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't relax, but real talk, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be another game of survival of the fittest. And, and when I say survival of the fittest, I mean survival of the mother flipping fittest. So I, my goal in this particular episode is to tell you exactly what you should be focused on, what you should not be focused on, what will matter 60, 90, 120 days, and what won't matter 60, 90, 120 days. Because I'm telling you, if you just do a little bit of doing the damn thing every single day until we come out of lockdown, until the country opens up again, until commerce and business is not necessarily back to usual, but we've begun the process, I'm telling you, you're going to be way ahead of the curve. And if you don't, well, it's pretty simple. You're going to be left behind. Um, how do I, how do I even, how do I even start this thing? You know what I mean? Like, it's like the pandemic happens and I, along with the world am watching horrified as people are suffering in ways in which I, you know, there's just no words. And what's honest and real about that is that, yeah, for sure. I could tell you hands down, we started to prepare for the pandemic, I would say December, January. Now, in my wildest dreams, I never thought in a million years that we'd be on lockdown for months and months and that the world would just stop. I mean, hell, has Disney World ever really closed? But for me, I did know that something was on the horizon. So we started to take, uh, we started to, to, we started to look, we started to look, we started to plan, we started to prepare. And let me say this, if you're the CEO of a company and you're listening to this, this has got to be a wake-up call for you. This is not just a wake-up call about, oh man, we should have more cash and more reserves. This is not about having more cash and reserves. If you're the CEO of a company, this is 100% for me about your ability to be sitting in the driver's seat each and every day, and more importantly, to look ahead and to be prepared. Because even though we've all had to make adjustments, do things, pivot in ways that we never thought possible, and more importantly, we've had to do the damn thing. Um, I, I'll tell you, I've been in a storm before as a CEO of a company now for 16 years. Um, in one company or the other, I've been in a storm. And when you see a storm ahead, that means it's the time for you to prepare. You don't prepare when the storm hits. You prepare as much as you possibly can before the doggone thing happens. So I want to get right into it because my goal and my number one objective is to talk to you if you're in one of these two places. Number one, if you're saying to yourself, man, I feel like I'm in a whirlwind. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to pick up. Like, I don't even know where to start, but I know I got to start. That's, if you're in category number one, this is for you. If you're category number two, where you're like, man, I'm trying a bunch of things. 
mentally and I feel like I am working on the wrong things. What matters right now? What doesn't matter? And how are people still making money? Now for the Do the Damn Thing Nation, yes, of course, my number one goal is to make sure that they could survive, which is why we've taken a lot of man hours out of our team to um, learn new tools, to explore partnerships, to understand what's really going to help the average business owner today. But in the same breath, there is no doubt in my mind. I mean, I want you to be clear. Yes, everybody needs to survive and get through this, but there is no reason whatsoever why you are not growing. I want you to say this loud and clear to yourself. I mean, we didn't come this far to come this far. And you're a warrior. If you're a CEO of a company, you're already a warrior, which means that you have a responsibility to yourself, to everybody that you love, your dreams and everything in between to make it like stupidly awesome clear that you're not going to sit this one out nor are you going to get in the back seat, nor are you going to be defeated. You just can't. You can't throw in the towel. You can't let this um, overpower you. You have to keep control. And for me, that means I want you to grow and thrive in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of this storm, in the midst of uncertainty. Now, there's going to be a ton of things that you totally can't control, and I get that. Like, I get it. We're on the same page, but there's a lot of things you can control. And I pause there for a moment because it's like, I really needed you to feel the weight of that. There's a lot of things you can control. It's easy to get lost in all the things we can't control. So all the things we can't control, let me tell you the kind of things we couldn't control. And I want you to realistically make a list for yourself right now, mentally, like what things are totally out of my hand. So for me, the length of time in which we're going to be in lockdown. So therefore we had to cancel all of our live events. It just is what it is. We had to lose deposits. We lost face. We had to reach out to clients, customers who had already planned and, and paid. We had to do a lot of legwork there. It wasn't fun. It actually sucked, but can't control that. The world's on lockdown. No one's traveling. Okay. Check. I got it. Other things I can't control. I can't control how other businesses decide to step to the plate. I can't really control the market and what it decides to do. It's kind of like, for example, I had a lot of friends and peers who were uh, doing this type of pricing, which is, you know, you really should just pay for whatever it is, pay for whatever you want, which means they put a page together, they put either a product or a service and on the page or the service, they were putting, you can put in your own price. They had a suggested retail price and basically it was like pay as you want coaching. Now, real talk, I respected that, but just because the world has decided to do that, that's, that's, um, that's kind of out of my control. I have thoughts and ideas about what it does for other businesses. I could have argued and said, hey, 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 this is the way you should do it. But I made a decision that I can't control other people and their businesses. I have no, I have no jurisdiction there. I only have jurisdiction into this little part of the world. So I have to focus on what I can control. Um, the last thing I'm going to say is I couldn't control. How do I say this? Like I couldn't control whether or not I actually contracted the virus myself. I know this sounds crazy, but as it, as much as people have been precautionary and taking long measures, et cetera, I could not control whether or not I contracted the virus. So let me give you the antonym. Let me give you the other side of all the things I actually could control. And I want you to really start thinking about the things that you can control and to ask yourself a legit question. Like, hey, are you in the driver's seat right now in this area? 
So I'm going to start backwards. In early February, was it early February? Yeah, somewhere between early, right after my birthday, because my birthday's on the 8th, we had our Do the Damn Thing live uh, in Los Angeles where we had people from all around the world come out. God, that was so, so crazy. Um, because I'm just thinking here to myself that it's, it's only a week and a half, two weeks later that the world starts to get shut down. So I make a decision right after my birthday that I'm going to, I know that there's something in the air, meaning like I can tell the temperature of the world is shifting and changing. I'm hearing from friends of mine that there are events that they're supposed to speak at canceled. And I make a decision to hunker down and physically get stronger. I'm like, I don't know what a virus is right now. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I have room, but I wasn't going to leave it up to chance. So I made a decision to go 30 days with no alcohol and 30 days with no coffee Monday through Friday. And at first it was to teach myself about discipline because I needed to learn discipline. Um, I had been waking up a little bit, kind of irregular hours. I was not drinking a ton, but I definitely was, uh, I had slipped a little bit in terms of being conscious and focused in terms of time and what I was eating. So I went on 30 days. I did this for my body. And then I was at the gym twice a day and the gym is 30 minutes away or 15 minutes away. So 30 minutes round trip, which allowed me to start listening to some training, get back plugged in and things I had neglected uh, and get inside of some books I was reading, which is why I really enjoyed the time. I did this for 30 days and then I celery juiced every single morning. Now, what's crazy about that is that it's like, why would I do that? Because all the things that are happening to, in, and around my body, I can control. Right now, I feel so doggone good and strong and healthy and vi and, and like I feel vitality. And it's like, yeah, you can't control everything, but you can control your body. You can control what you're eating. I knew I needed to be at peak performance. I knew that I needed to work a little bit more than eight, nine hours a day. I can't work eight, nine, I can't work 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day and then try to expect my body to hold up and not give it anything new or different or something that's strengthening. Like that's just not how that equation works. It can't work like that. It doesn't flip and work. The next thing is I could not control how long we were going to be in lockdown. I couldn't control that the fact that the events were being canceled, but I totally could control the fact that we could, we could learn to take our event experience online. And there was a big gap there for us. I mean, real talk, there was a stupidly big gap because we were prepared in some areas online, but there were definitely a lot of gaps. We had some tools that were causing us like headaches. You ever just have a tool that you're like, flip, I can't anymore with you. That's the way we were with one of our tools. And it was flipping dry. It was driving us nuts. Like it literally was driving us to crazy land. And so I said to myself, here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend as much time learning and mastering some of these uh, other tools that have an easier user interface or easier for us to integrate and that we understand more of the process. Even if if it's a B tool or a C tool, at least we understand and we can get through the objective from beginning to end with no hiccups. Lo and behold, you know, me spending the time and then having my entire team hunker down and learn new tools, new processes. I mean, there were like two or three weeks where we worked seven days a week. And it's like, when, you know, my mom has this saying that she used to say, and I swear, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I really understood the gravity of it back then, but I, damn it, I definitely understand it now. It's you got to make hay while the sun rises. And I really took that quote, that statement that she used to say to heart. She didn't say it all the time. She definitely said it enough that it made an impact. And I was like, I'll be damned if I am behind the curve. So 
three weeks ahead of time, I started to spend longer days in the office, longer days at my desk. And yes, I miss time with my kids. And yes, I miss time with my family, but I don't regret any of it because I look at what the preparation has done for our company today. And it's like, we just had one of the most successful live uh, live virtual events ever, or 30 days ever. And I'm proud of it. We brought on a new team uh, member. We let go of uh, some other parts of our team and vendors. And it's like, you know, you can't be afraid to hunker down and try new things, but you also can't be afraid to just sit down and do the work. And that's something you can control. My real... My real top question to you is like, for real, how many hours are you spending a day right now getting your, making yourself strong and then fighting for yourself to become stronger? As the CEO, I don't care if I have a hundred employees or a uh, hundred contractors or 10 employees or just two others, those people and their families are depending on me. They're, append- they're depending on my ability to lead this thing. They're depending on my knowledge of where to go next. They're depending of me on me steering the ship and saying, okay, great. This is how we get there. This is, you know, it's like for me, I'll tell you what, being prepared is everything. Being prepared is everything. And as a CEO, that's your job. Like it's my job to know how we're going to make money. I don't want you to think it's your job to manage the process. That's not your job. That's your second and third job. Your job in the company, my job in the company is to make sure that there's money in the account. And if it's like, well, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. Then I want to make it clear that, that there's an opportunity here. Cause here's um, number one, you can control what you put in your mind. You can control how much time you spend studying. I'll tell you what, this is the perfect, perfect, perfect time for someone to be learning new skills. This is the perfect, perfect, perfect time for, for someone to be learning new things. This is the perfect, perfect, perfect time. For someone to be dot, 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 dot. It's like, you could do so much with this time. I'll tell you what, this is not the time to do. This is not the time to organize your closet 12 times. This is not the time to rearrange your kitchen. This is not the time to take on a new kitchen project. I mean, man, if you need a distraction because you're putting in 60, 70 hours, okay, I'll buy that for sure. I mean, my daughter and I just went to um, Lowe's and we bought some, uh, almost dead <laughs> raspberry plants because I plan on bringing, they were on sale. I wasn't going to leave them behind. Lowe's had them on like 50% off. I forget how much they were, but I was like, flip, we can bring these things back to life. Perfect. That'll be my project. So I'm going to plant them in the backyard and I'm going to plant some seeds. Okay, great. I'm going to garden a little bit, but you, there's, so let me make this statement because this is why this is so important to me. Um, this is why this is so stupidly important to me. Number one, because you have an opportunity to catch up. You have an opportunity to pass your competition right now. Like you've been given a card. And yeah, I'm not looking at this pandemic as anything light. I mean, I trust me, I watch the numbers every day of people who are passing. I'm watching the numbers of what's happening in small business. I'm watching the numbers of who's not getting money and who is getting money. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But I do want to 100% I want to make it clear that you got the opportunity right now to catch up. You have the opportunity to catch up. Finally, you could catch up. You can get your business together. Take it. Don't waste this time. This is exactly what our company is doing. I mean, there's been times for sure where our entire team, Saturday, Sunday night, 
And it's not that we're seven days, but they, I, you know, everyone understands, everyone on my team understands that putting in the hard work now is going to pay off in the future. And they see me putting in the hard work. So I want to also say this, like, you're the CEO, you're rolling through this thing. Don't you dare try to have everybody else put in the hard work and you're sitting on the couch. Like, that's not cool either. I put in more hard work than my team, but they are putting in a lot of hard work and I'm grateful to them. And they know that because they know that if we can, if we can, if we can get ahead of the curve, fix some of the things that haven't been working, really work on our systems or SOPs and our processes, really work on our road workflows, boy, we're going to, the doors are going to open. Shit, we're going to be everywhere. We're going to be flying through the streets. You can't even, you won't even be able to stop us. We're going to be so far ahead of the competition, but it's not going to happen without work. It's not going to happen without focus and commitment. Every week, if, oh my God, I was saying every week, I think I'm lying. It's like every two, three days, I relook at the statistics. I relook at our numbers. I relook at our strategy. I am rethinking the puzzle. I am figuring out how to optimize. I can't do it all. So we just kind of hunker down into one project at a time. But all of our projects are around sales, marketing, and then systems sales, marketing, and then systems. Those are the three categories. So if you were going to focus and say, okay, great. Where do I focus my time? First, focus on your sales. Like for sure, this is a great time for you to ask yourself, are my offers pandemic proof? Like right now, are my offers pandemic proof? Are my offers pandemic proof? And do they help my customers get short-term wins so that when the world opens up, I can sell them or provide them longer term wins. Okay. So right now in the market, the smartest, one of the smartest things you could sell, especially if you're a service-based business is some form of a short term win. And then after that, selling some form of a high, I mean, a long-term uh, win, but the short term walks into the door of the long-term period. That's it. The next thing that I really want you to consider is um, asking yourself, okay, great. Are my sales pages legit? Are my offers legit? If you're not selling on a sales page, great. Then you should be in Canva creating your, uh, you should be in Canva creating your offer with one of their amazing templates. Like there's no reason why you don't have killer kick-ass templates by like next week for real. Like seriously, you're not selling on a web page. Okay. You're like, Tiffany, that's too technical. I can't do that. Hey, I hear you but you can use Canva and Canva's flipping free. And then if you want to get fancy and use the, the, the fancy version of Canva, the thing is like less than 13 bucks a month. There's no excuse. And if you're like, Tiffany, I don't even know what you're doing, talking about. I run a company and my company, we do $5 million. I'm not doing this stuff. Okay, fine. Great. I have those clients too. Awesome. Then I'm going to say to you, baby, then hi, go back to your graphic designer, sit down with your team. And ask yourself and go through each offer. We just went through another one of our offers. And we came we came up with a killer kick-ass offer today inside of our private coaching. I say come up, we revised one of our core offers in private, in our private coaching, uh, a private strategy, I should say, because this is really strategy. We're working on um, distributing the story through marketing and brand. And then we're working on actually generating the leads, knocking on virtual doors and then converting. And we sold it in the same day. And I'm like, you know what? It's like, um, I needed to take a step back and look at all of our offers for two reasons. One, because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe for a second that you're going to be able to go back to your normal products and services, um, May 15th or whatever date it is in your city. And if you're, if you're walking through this way after the fact, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's going to take the world some time to recover. 
And because it's going to take some time for the world to recover, we just made a decision to sell. I don't want to say pandemic proof, but our offers were carry us through the end of this year and into next year, regardless of whether everyone's locked down at home or if they are out running through the world. And you want to make sure that your products and services meet the same exact standard. It'll make your life so much easier. So going through all of your sales, how or what are you using to sell? To sell? What does the prospect see? What tools are you using to manage that prospect? And then how do you track them after they turn into revenue? Boom, okay? The second thing that you totally want to look at is your marketing. It's like for us, we look through our social media, the avenues, how we're marketing, our podcast, I mean, our different containers, our groups. And we were like, okay, got to do that. Got to fix that. That's not important. But anything that had to do with building an audience is the second area that we looked at. And we started one project at a time. We just made them better. And then the third area is the systems or the tools that you that you use to make all the magic happen. Like the reason why we can do so much is because we are very tool heavy. And I'll tell you this, if you don't have a breadth of really good tools, you're definitely going to want to head to our Do the Damn Thing Nation in Facebook. I, whether you're doing, uh, it actually doesn't matter what, how much revenue you're doing. The clients that we have doing three, four, five, six, seven, ten million dollars and the clients who are doing $100,000. And I don't want to say those just just starting, because if you're just starting today, you really don't need too many tools. But if you've generated some money, you're going to need some. They're all using the same tools. We have gone and done the research. I have tested every tool. So I'm going to implore you because we have a whole list there for you on our tools section. Um, and uh, it's completely free, but it's great. You'll see exactly which ones we recommend, why we recommend them. Um, if you are in a season where you get to attend one of our night schools, we always go through some of our tools. So that way we can really hit home as to why we use certain tools and how do you get them done. So we always feature a tool or tool, a tool or two in night school. Night schools are free. Um, it's night school for adults. It's like, yeah, you may not have gotten that grade. Maybe you're getting a C right now in your business. You're getting a D. Okay, I get it. I flip and hear you. Trust me when I say this is night school is not something you want to miss. All of our clients and community and followers, they definitely head here. Um, it is first come, first serve, and um, it is first come, first serve. So for sure, I'm going to ask you to stock us. <laughs> if you're on our list or mailing list, or if you're not on our mail, and the fastest way to get on our mailing list is dreamerswantedhere.com, dreamerswantedhere.com. That's the fastest way to get on our mailing list. Um, but if not, inside of that Do uh, do the Damn Thing Nation on Facebook, you could totally jump in there and, and change your life. I mean, you'll change your life just by being part of that group. I don't care how many groups you're part of. I don't care how many groups you're part of on LinkedIn or Facebook or any of the above. You've never been in a room like this. I, I bet you, you've never been in a room like this. It's just, it's just good stuff with amazing people. Um, but so anything tools uh, driven. So I'm going to say this, like what tool, if there was one tool that you could, that you would focus on, it'd be the tool that tracks data. Data is my best friend and data allows me to have conversations like uh, data allows me to have conversations with um, myself and my team and with other people where I answer the question like, okay, great. Now that we have the facts, forget my emotion, where do we stand and how do we shift and change this? So the number one thing data that I'm looking at personally right now is conversion. If we do X, how many people take the action? 
And because um, it allows for conversations like, great, how do we get more people to take action? How do we get more people to finish the the course? How do we get more people to stay on to hour three? And the things, the data, the factual data is allowing me to make some of the dopest decisions. And it's also allowing me to fail a lot faster. And the more I fail, the faster I fail, the easier things become. I mean, I'm telling you, we really had a great march. I'm so proud of what we were able to do and figure out and make happen, even in the midst of a pandemic. And here we are halfway through this month. And I'm like, well, flip, I'm feeling pretty mighty. But I'm not feeling mighty because things are perfect. No, by no means. We got deaths happening around us. We got a lot of pain in our community. Um, we have We have a lot of people who are losing people to COVID. But it's not going to change the fact that right now I confidently say, man, I can look down the, the barrel of May, June, July, August, quarter three, quarter four of this year. Now, um, I'll be transparent. Just this week, I made our map for uh, to take us to 2021. And my, my goal for you is that you look at these three areas of your business like yesterday. You run to do it. And if you're like, Tiffany, I don't know where to start. This is very overwhelming for me. If you're like, hey... My company's doing it, but we're not doing it. I'm telling you, if you don't adjust to what the market is doing and selling today and you're just holding on to dear sweet God and you're like, no, I'm going to hold on, Tiffany. I'm going to hold on to the processes, the systems and the products that we've been selling. I'm going to wait till the world opens. I'm just going to sell the same stuff again. You're going to be left behind. If you don't make adjustments, you're going to be left behind. If you're watching Netflix every day and you're not fixing the things that are broken in your business, you'll be left behind. Because this was your opportunity to catch up because I'm telling you, the world's going to be moving fast. And the, some of the fittest are going to be present and visible and strong and sexy and delicious. And, and then they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, oh, you're the same old, same old. You can't do that. You can't afford to do that. You literally cannot afford to do that. And if you didn't notice, life is too flipping short. I'll tell you, that's one of the greatest reminders for me in the last 60 days of my life. Like last year, I knew it which is why I took the time off to, you know, to travel around the world. But today I go, whoa, damn it. If I didn't know it, then I sure as hell know it now. Life is too damn short. I'm not waiting for my dreams to happen. I'm not waiting to get to the next level. I'm not waiting. And I, my number one goal for our time together right now is to make sure that you're not allowing yourself to wait either. Today is the best day ever for you to start doing the damn thing. Man, have I told you how glad I am that you're here? Like, real talk. Have I flipping told you how glad I am that you are here? You have listened. This is the part of the show where I say, go follow us. Go find us. Go follow us. Go stalk us. But just make sure that we're connected. Head to do the damn thing TV, do the damn thing life, or just go hang out on TiffanyLargy.com. If we are not friends on Facebook, if you have not liked our Instagram page, go do that because you're going to want to see what we're doing, how we're doing, and how we're doing the damn thing daily. <laughs>